We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Day More NBA podcast brought to you by the Genesis Company coming at you Monday morning. It's December 18th. The Wolves are in Miami this evening. They play a Heat team that's actually looks like pretty much at full strength. And we have Chris Hine here with us, as we do pretty much every Monday morning. And Chris is actually in Miami. It looks like actually in the 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 stadium, the the press room there. Very luxurious. Yes, yes. we haven't done an episode since that uh, Pacers game, so I, I do want to talk about um, Ant and Cat kind of combining to go for, for 77 uh, in that game. But because you are there in Miami, you just uh, attended shoot-around. I, I was thinking about this before. I'm like, I wonder how many people, when we say, oh, like, Chris is at shoot-around, like, if they even know what that means. Can you just take a minute and, like, describe, okay, this is my yeah. morning. I yeah. woke up this morning. I am in Miami. I am at what? What? What is it? What does that look like? So it, it's always a, every shoot around is its own little adventure in a way. I like to say because yeah. security in every building is not expecting you to come into the building, right? Or, or usually they're not. So <laughs> number one, in any sport I've covered, whether it was hockey or the NBA. Um, First of all, your first task is finding the entrance that you need to get to. Yeah, I've been there. I've been <laughs> there for that. How many times have we walked around buildings yeah. because you can't find the particular entrance yeah. you need to get in? And then once you're in there, the security is like, well, who the hell are you? Yeah. you know, half the time, they don't have a they don't have the list yet of like the visiting media that's mm-hmm. supposed to be there that particular night. So they have to make like a, maybe a bunch of phone calls, get on the walkie talkies, figure out if you should be <laughs> let in the building. Or if you're you know, some sort of threat, right? Who is this yeah. guy? Um, luckily, today in, in Miami, they actually did have the visiting media list, which is literally just my name. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the, and the, the woman who was there was like, how come it's just you on the on the visiting team media list? I'm like, well, that's just, <laughs> that's just <laughs> how it is some days. <laughs> um, so then I, you know, I always try to show up a little early because I know that this process of letting you in the building can take several minutes sometimes right so i get in the building let the you know you, you let the pr staff know that you're here um and they tell me like when shoot around is basically over yeah um, and i can come in uh to the to the bowl of the arena that that's an important clarification like yeah. 
I, you know, I, I often say to, I go to shoot around sometimes or on the road, I travel a little bit too. And yeah. you're like, Oh, I'm at shoot around or, Oh, I'm at practice. Mm-hmm. We are, they do not let us watch the they, entirety watch of practice. Right. No, we, we, they're, they're doing the game plan. Like, you mm-hmm. know, we could be covert spies for Jerry Butler yeah. and the Miami heat, you know? So, and, and, another, and yeah. another layer of this was the security guy who was guarding. So they have curtains up that guard the entrances to the bowl mm-hmm. of the arena. And the security guy was like, I don't, you know, I don't, He's like, I can't let you in right away because I don't know that they're actually done. So then I have to text the PR staff to say, can you yeah. come let the security guy know that it's okay to, to let me, everybody's just doing their jobs. Sure. Right. Sure. Like, and, and that's comforting to know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that, that all the security personnel throughout the league, they're just doing their jobs and their due diligence, um, you know, to not let you in certain spaces if you, if you haven't been, you know, approved. Um, so yeah, so PR staff comes, lets the guy know, okay, he can he can come in, he's good. Um, and then basically, usually what happens is the team is just shooting around, like or like mm. yeah, uh, guys, like it's guys are just putting up shots. Guys yeah. are just putting up shots at that point. Mm-hmm. Today, uh, occasionally, uh, and today was one of those days where everybody shoots a half court shot and maybe yeah, wins a uh, little, uh, maybe wins a little prize. And that's always one of the the the. the mm-hmm most fun things to watch because it's not just the players who are yeah. eligible to, to shoot for. I've seen Finch fries. take one in that. Well, yeah, the code, the whole coaching staff does yeah. it. The, the training staff, mm-hmm. um, the, the PR staff will, will, yep. will, will shoot the security security guys will shoot. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's there basically can put up a, sh- a half court shot. What about you, man? There's, no, no, there's no. probably like it's, 20 that's, grand. That's, in a that line, that's a line. That's a line. That's a line that as a media member, yeah. I'm not, Part of the team i cannot do it um so i was just standing there watching as everybody put up a shot um and yeah so what happens is if somebody makes it um they win the the prize uh if and if but if somebody answers it with another make it gets canceled out right um and so uh I remember, I, remember, I, I remember distinctly one time i think it was i don't know if it was last year or two years ago but but Finch was the one who hit the half court shot, ah. and then maybe like three or four later, Delo canceled it out and, <laughs> and negated <laughs> negated Finch's prize money. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they had a they had a little moment uh, there, like uh, you know, like uh, you 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 son of a gun, you, you know. <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> so that that's always a fun little fun little thing that you see at shoot around sometimes. This is just completely random. I promise we will start talking about the Timberwolves of basketball. But this is my favorite. This is my favorite start. And it's just it's just small. I went to a like the Celtics came to town um a day early or something. Mm-hmm. And I was back when like Kyrie Irving was on the Celtics probably like four or five years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And they were doing the they were doing the same thing and they were in Target Center. Mm-hmm. Uh and they're doing they're doing the half court thing, and there's just like there's music going, and it's it was this like Celtics group when everybody was really young, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all they're whatever they're doing the half court thing, and kind of like where we like walk in and we kind of stand by the end of the court, and you wait until interviews right. open up, and <clears throat> all the Celtics are shooting, and then I I might have I might have told the story before, but uh, Al Horford is just kind of sitting next to where I'm mm-hmm. standing. And he's got these big ice packs on his knee and uh, he's just looking at his phone. And I just like kind of like glance over and I remember he's wearing like Timberwolves ice packs. I'm like, oh, that's like a funny picture in my mind. And then when I'm looking over, I look at it 
and Al Horford was playing chess on his phone <laughs> as like the entire rest of the team is, uh, you know, Listen, maybe, he had, maybe like, he had a certain amount of time he had to make a move in, you know, you, you, never, know? you never know. It was, I was like, this is just the, this is the most Al Horford thing that I've <laughs> <laughs> ever seen. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's talk uh, a little bit about, again, we haven't recorded since the, uh, the Wolves beat the Pacers. On, on Saturday night, it was the first time, Chris, in a, in a while that we've had a real cat and ant big game uh, at the same time. I think cat had 20 at halftime. Ant had 18. Uh, for sure finished 40 for cat, 37 for ant. It was just kind of one of those consistent drumbeat games where this is where the offense um, is, is coming from. And I, I've been talking a lot recently about, you know, in our nitpicking vein of this team with, has the best record in basketball. It's like, and, and Finch has been talking about this too. Like, what does this, what do we need more of? And Finch has said a couple times recently, like we're average on offense. We need to get, we need to have, we need to have more offense. And when I've been talking about it, I've been thinking of like, okay, well, like what small, like can, you know, Nas is a good offensive player off the bench. What sort of pairings uh, can you get to with Cat and Ant or like, with other different players. So you have 48 minutes, you avoid those like five, six minute stretches where it's just like, man, that's, that's dead offense. But the alternative is your two best offensive players, right? Just play better or play like they did in this Pacers right. game more often. And so I was thinking about that after the game. I'm like, okay, well, why hasn't that been the, a solution I've gone to in, in my head? And it's because this is somewhat rare, right? That, Ant and Cat have both 30 plus, 35 plus in a game. We referenced that Phoenix game uh, from, from a few years ago where I think Ant had 42 and Carl had 40. Um, I guess the question for you is, can this happen more often? Um, or maybe why hasn't it happened as many times as, obviously we have the, the Carl being yeah. injured last season excuse, but um, can this happen more often where it's a dominant performance by the two of them? I don't know. I mean, you look, you look at who they beat. Um, yeah, that's a fact. The, the circumstances kind of came together perfectly for this. An Indiana team mm -hmm. that maybe had some tired legs from a from a weird travel day sure. that was already bad on defense to begin with. Um, so it just kind of created maybe a, a little bit of a perfect storm for that kind of night to happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, last year when in the in the time that they did play, especially early in the season, it, it just never the offense just was never really clicking with with Rudy on the floor. Yeah. It's like but I think about just the the shape of the offense too. The the offense is not really like designed to just get a guy going. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we we like to say that it's it's very ball movement, it's free flowing, mm -hmm. and when you when you have that, it's not like you're you're always directing the ball to one or two guys. It's like whoever has the open shot or the open look has the license to take a shot or make a play. And that's one of the, the good things it's about kind the of the idea of flow, right? Right, right. It's the idea of flow. And, and you kind of look at what happened maybe as they were hunting shots a little bit mm -hmm. later in that game. It's like, you know, they kind of messed with the game a little bit. They started committing turnovers and then Finch, you know, pulled them eventually. Um, so it, it's just not, it's just not how this offense is really set up. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so I don't know that it's going to be a, a thing that happens really regularly. Um, and 
how are teams defending Ant that particular night? How are teams defending Carl that particular night? I look at how Ant got going in the second quarter, and I'm like, it was really just, it was kind of just pull-ups. And he like he just he hit a couple threes, and that mm-hmm. literally just got him going. Yeah, you know that that was almost like um, not antithetical to what the offense is trying to do, um, but it was out of, kind of a little bit out of the ordinary. It was just really ant going on a heater and mm-hmm. having having a couple heat checks go in. Carl had the matchup right, like yeah. that they didn't really have anybody for for Carl in that game. We kind of knew that going in, and mm-hmm. to that end, you kind of. Need, I mean, maybe not 40, but you kind of needed slash expected, you know, an efficient 30 game um, from Carl. So to th- that one makes sense, right? They just mm-hmm. they couldn't they couldn't really take that away. Maybe they could have gotten more aggressive with with doubling him. So that that part of the equation makes sense. And then I think the ant one makes sense in that. Yeah, with it, it happens sometimes, right, where ant yeah. just goes supernova and difficult shots i mean he joked about that a little bit after the game where he's like man when cat gets going it's easy he goes my shots are tough what i it's like it's it's yeah. it's hard uh to 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 make those buckets so i guess you know and it's not that carl can can only get 40 when a team doesn't have an answer for him um but it, the offense is going to go through him to give him the shot to mm-hmm. get 40 uh, a little bit more that was on my mind as um you know, we went to the locker room after after the game, just, you know, a game where Carl Anthony Towns shot 25 shots. You know, we've seen that happen many times over the years. Yeah, We don't see that as much um, anymore. So I'll, uh, I, I asked Kat about that after the game. You want to hit mute on your mic just for a oh, second yeah. while, <laughs> while I play this clip? A few years back, it wouldn't be all that uncommon that you would shoot 25 shots in a game. Obviously, this is a different shot roster. 25. Yeah, mm-hmm. 25 tonight. Um, I'm just kind of curious, like what that that process has has kind of been like, of like knowing that you are a main part of the offense, but not the only one, yeah. you know. And then the role can swell and shrink. Yeah, not the sun, but you're, part, you're one of the planets. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, well, just uh, you know, it's, it's I, I've I think I've shown in my career I'm willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to have a, to make this team mm-hmm. as win win as many games as possible and to have this team be the best version of itself. So. Uh, Every year, I have been presented with a new challenge uh, from my rookie year to now. So, um, we got a lot of great players in here, and, and my job is to figure out how to obviously be aggressive and, and maximize my talents for the team, but also in those talents, you know, how can I make everyone better? And- you know, Chris, like I, I, uh, I really want to give Carl credit for for that in um, just adapting that, like you said, becoming a planet rather than the sun. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I didn't believe that could happen. I, I'm just impressed by how kind of actually seamless it has been. Like Carl has just been an awesome one B on this team for the last, I don't know, like 18 games, kind of like yeah. had to settle into it a little bit at the beginning of the year. So it wouldn't be fair to say it's been completely seamless, but pretty much, man. I, I said, yeah. you know, the turning point was kind of that Golden State game where he got to be a little bit more predominant of a planet. <laughs> and then once that hit, now um, it, it does seem to be settling into a role that he seems comfortable with, which is, you know, probably the most important uh, factor here. But it also seems to be effective, you know. And um, yeah, I just want to say, like, credit to Cat, who, you know, again, to 
is probably someone I nitpick as much as anyone on this team or I have in, in my time here. Uh, but to, to see what he's doing and to adopt that mentality, I think is, is a lot harder. Um, it, it's, it's just a difficult thing to do. And I, I give him credit for that because that seems to be as much of a reason as any that this team is as, as good as it's been this year. A hundred percent. And, you know, I think, we saw kind of what rock bottom almost looked like for him after that Celtics game, Um, you know, seven points, I think it was fouls out. Um, They still win the game. Mm -hmm. And I think, I remember kind of coming out of that game and thinking like, you know, that game could be a, a, is like a Carl, a part of this team's future. Like, you know, in, in, in a sense, like, can they get by without him? Yeah, it wasn't if, even if like the is... first takey type of right, like. Right. It, it was just kind of like, well, what if, what if the things were repurposed and right, like right. Nas was there and then they could Carl win became... without him? Yeah, you know, they just yeah. beat the Celtics without him. You know, like what does that look like? But then, honestly, ever since that game, like that was the last bad game I think Carl's played. Yeah, they they go on that road trip and he starts really playing well. Um, you know, even when the team wasn't playing well on some nights, Carl would be like the, the bright spot. And then, of course, Ant goes goes down for a few. Carl picks it up, you know, has some really nice offensive nights the last month, month and a half or so. And, you know, I think that's one of the, the big developments of, of this season is Carl. It's hard to say it's a reduced role, right? Or, or like, yeah. and we think back to, you know, kind of how Gerson thought of Carl and like Carl was the son. Mm-hmm. of that universe intentionally use that, we right, want you right. to be the sun yeah right and so now to, to kind of have this shift mm-hmm. um and have carl accept it in a way right. where it's like okay we've never really talked about it in those terms like you're the one b to ants one a like mm-hmm. we, we don't we don't talk about it to him like that but i think i think it's kind of understood or acknowledged that that's kind of what's what's been happening Mm-hmm. But Carl being as effective and as good as he is, like this team needs that right now as currently constructed. Ant needs that because they can't, you know, that prevents teams from loading up on Ant sure. and affecting the offense that way. So having this version of Carl where for, for really a month and a half, he's been mostly under control. He's been in control of his emotions. He's he's given what the team has needed almost every night. Um, you know, they have the number one defense in the league, you know, with him playing heavy minutes, um, you know, ask, ask Jimmy Butler, maybe if that was possible six years ago. Right. Yeah. Um, Carl, Carl is playing. You can ask him tonight, Chris. (laughs) I could, we'll see if, we'll see if I get the chance. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, this is, this is the best case scenario for how this year could have played out with Carl Anthony Towns. Like when, when we talked about it coming into the season, it's like, okay, is Carl, is he a candidate to be traded at the deadline? How is the season going to go? How does that affect how they view, mm-hmm. you know, the the cap issues, the luxury tax issues beyond this year, you know, and how will the team come out playing? This is the best timeline mm-hmm. for all involved. They, they hit that, they hit that timeline. And to the point where, you know, two months ago before the season starts, like, you know, we were wondering, is Carl going to be gone at the deadline or next summer or whatever, right? Now it's, like, unthinkable that they should consider moving him, you know, at the deadline. Like, you got to – if you're cooking as, as as much as they are right now and you're the one seed and, like, Carl's going to be on this team. 1A, 1B, 
yeah. Jupiter, everybody's Mars, everybody's, whatever. Everybody's yeah. getting along. It's not messing with the chemistry. The chemistry's good. The vibes are good. Mm -hmm. Everybody's happy with each other. Everybody's good teammates with each other. Like, yeah, this is the best case scenario for, for Carl and all involved right now. Let's grab our first break here. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Falling Knife Brewing Company. Uh, up on the screen, I just kind of have what's going on uh, at Falling Knife this week. Obviously, it's a heavy uh, Wolves week. Wolves play uh, in Miami uh, tonight. They play in Philly on Wednesday, back at home for the Lakers on Thursday, and then the Kings um, on, on Saturday. Uh, those are all obviously opportunities to, uh, to check out uh, Falling Knife to go for a game, but they also have uh, trivia that will be happening uh, Wednesday as well. If you just go to uh, Falling Knife BC, they kind of are FKBC on Instagram. They they post this every week. So it's if you're looking for things um, to do there, that that's an option. I also just want to uh, plug their um, they have they do New Year's early, uh, which I think is a kind of interesting uh, event. It's like a you know as as someone who's getting a little bit older, is maybe not staying out all that late on uh, on New Year's <laughs> Eve. I uh, I really I really like this uh, this strategy that they have of doing New Year's Eve as as early as as they as they do. It's it, rather than celebrating it at midnight, they do the ball drop uh, at at eight p.m. and so the the party goes from six o'clock to ten p.m. That's also uh, up on up on the screen here. It is eighty five dollars uh, all you can eat and drink again six to ten p.m. Uh, at at Falling Knife tickets for that are eighty five dollars. I know some of you listeners went and and checked this out uh, last year. If this is something you want to do, again, go to FKBC on on Instagram and you can uh, buy a ticket from the link in their bio. Uh, all right, Chris, uh, I want to. You mentioned Jimmy Butler uh, earlier, and uh, there was a. We were asking cat uh, about ant and kind of the whole tandem idea and <clears throat> i was thinking about it like when jimmy was here carl was like 22 and jimmy was 28 that is the ages of ant and cat now dude now cat's a 28 year old and ants the, the the 22 year old and it's for sure a factor the the experience that that carl had with Jimmy that is, you know, shifting, I think the way in which he's willing to adapt this, uh, this one B type of role. And I just thought that this, this answer from him uh, after the game on Saturday was, was indicative to what he, how important Kat has learned that sort of mutual support between the stars on this, on these, on a team is, is valuable. So here's, here's Kat on Ant. I'll fix it. Carl, you were at the free throw line in the fourth getting MVP chance, and Ant was, like, waving his hand to the crowd. And, I mean, do you feel like you two cheer for each other, I guess, as much as, you know, any star teammates do, I guess, the, the way that you're in each other's corner, I guess? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I just want to see him reach his potential. And my job being here so long and kind of being a vet now is just try to do whatever I can for him to reach his potential, and that's what I got to do. So, um I support him fully, and, and, and the support he not only provides us, but me, but our team, uh, teammates, every single one of us is, is contagious. So we're very blessed, honored to have him on AE one day. Um, I like the shoes a lot, honestly. I've been telling him all day about it. Um, but, you know, we, we all we got at the end of the day. 
you know, um, I, I can tell you that from firsthand experience. So being here, so uh, I just appreciate that. You know, when you got someone like that who's on your side and your teammates, uh, I'll back you up. Um, especially for what I've been through, uh, it, it means a lot. Again, like, right, that's a, that's a, for me, sitting there, I'm like, you know, I'm nodding along in my head, too, of like, yeah, you know, th this is what is required, I think, to be great um, yeah. for, for, for two top players on a team is to be able to put aside whatever, not like differences in a bad way, but just like putting to the side that you are different people, right? Whether you're at different stages of life, you come from different backgrounds, whatever it might be. And I think to both Kat and Ant's credits, they they see the best parts in each other, you know? Yeah. And and that and that choice is rare and um I think you can argue is pretty pretty powerful. Without that, um and if there were more of a fight for whose team is it, um this team wouldn't be as good as as it has been thus far this season, and likely will be. You know, when the when the season mm -hmm. uh, comes to a close, and again, to Carl's credit, I think the veteran player needs to initiate that um, privately, and then in what we can see, and I, as I understand it, I think both of those things has happened. You know, he's chosen to empower Ant and believe that through success of the group uh that that you know he's gonna get he's gonna get his his followers too so um i, I just think i've been kind of somewhat sleeping on this this year and you know here we are uh, it's about christmas and mm -hmm. and carl has has done that this year and yeah credit to him a hundred percent you know and there's maybe some contract things that play into it both of them have gotten paid you know now good point. That's you know, good point. You know, maybe that that just eases you know the seeing those checks coming in like those aren't going to change anytime soon yeah right um no matter who's 1a and who's 1b um and you cut it you cut and look you just need that in the nba and you know carl you know i think realizes that and i think ant realizes that too yeah like, you can't you I'm can't you man. can't go it alone mm -hmm. in the nba and expect to win mm -hmm. you know like maybe yeah maybe your individual numbers will will be better you know if you are the clear-cut one one a center of the franchise whatever right but you're you're, you're not going to win mm -hmm. you're not going to win in this in this landscape of the nba and i think carl realizes that i think ant realizes that and you know i think it's just encouraging that you have this dynamic in a locker room because we've seen it go wrong in other places as well i mean you know obviously rudy went through it in utah with with donovan mitchell Yep, you good know, point. And, and, and a dynamic that didn't quite work out, um, you know, in the end. Um, and yeah, you, you don't seem to have that have that issue here. Um, and I think that's you know, it's just that chemistry. We, we've talked a little bit about that before. Like you know, Tim Connolly, whenever he's spoken to the media, has always made a, a point to say that you know he, he he appreciates having good locker room guys and, and kind of good you know good vibes yeah. um and he and he searches that out when it comes to kind of making moves and, and figure out who's going to be here and i think you're seeing the some of the benefits of of that philosophy um just with this team overall this year not just those guys specifically but, yeah. but overall 
Yeah, and I, I was thinking while well, you're talking about the ant element of it, right? Like, okay, so all NBA is the top 15 players in the league now, right? And if Ant gets that, it's another like 42 million or something uh, right. on on his contract. And you know, you think about it coming into the year, and what the what is the proposition of Ant getting that one of those All NBA spots? And it's like it's kind of a toss up. Like 15 is a pretty high bar, you know. We're we're baking in some progression from him. He was like a fringe All Star the year before, so maybe that's like you're a top 25 player in the league or something like that it seemed reasonable that he could make that jump up into around 15, maybe, maybe 13, 12 or something like that. Uh, But the way to lock that in, you know, money or not, right. It is to win. And, Mm -hmm. and so like for Ant, even if we're just strictly looking through it, through the money lens and wanting that it's like, you know, if he didn't have Carl, like maybe Ant could average 30. A game you know pretty pretty effectively but does that make him more likely to get that all nba slot than averaging you know an effective 25 26 um on the number one seed in the west on the number one defense which you know to for ant too like that's the one knock on his game kind of historically is how good of, or how consistent uh of a of a defender is he and so for Ant to embrace Cat is just smart from a basketball standpoint, but from a progression in you know the hierarchy of the league and the accolades that come with it, um, I just think this is a this is a smart way to have to have gone about it on on all ends. And I think just embracing a relationship with Cat is is really smart. He talked about that after the game too. Mm-hmm. It's like all year long, it seems like he's been so consistent for you yeah, guys. Just yeah. What's impressing you about how he's going about his business? Nothing. Um, he's been like that since I've been here. He's always been efficient, get his points, and try to do everything to help us win. He's always been like that. So nothing. It's not a. It's not impressive to me. I'm. I'm used to seeing it. That's that's cat. If, if I describe cat, that's how I describe him. So yeah, I'm, I'm just super happy for him. You guys get along so well. You have good chemistry. What, why do you think it clicks so well? Um, because we both um, you know. Put our pride to the side and just want to win. Um, I think that's the main thing. Um, a lot of people try to put us against each other, and we talk more than a lot of people think. So um, yeah, we we super cool. So I cut you off there before I played okay. the played the video. What did you have to say? I was I wasn't sure if a, if a clip was coming or yeah, should I, I go? I was gonna I was kind of gonna bring up what what Ant said because um, I because I saw the the video of that last night, but I think. You know, it, it makes basketball sense, right? Like we talk about it making basketball sense, but when you're a young guy in the league, it doesn't always compute with young guys in the league. They want to chase the stats, they want to chase the numbers, they want to chase their contract, uh, they want to chase the All NBA accolades, but they think the way to go about that is to get as many numbers yeah. as you can. They don't realize that you know when when voters are sitting down to figure out all NBA team, they're going to look at the best players on the best teams first before, go, before going down to it's always the tiebreaker, the number, right? It's always, it's always a tiebreaker between the guys who are similar. Um, and I don't think people, or I don't think they, yeah, the, the, the average 21 year old star in the NBA is not thinking like, Hmm, I wonder when beat writer X sits down to fill out his all NBA yeah. team ballots, you know, what is, what are his criteria? 
mm -hmm. uh, for that. They're not really going that deep into it, right? But right. what they what they have to realize is that yeah, winning winning matters for that kind of stuff. Winning matters for for max contracts. It matters for for all that kind of stuff. And I think I think Ant gets that um, maybe you know more so than other than other people of his age that have and, and good for him for getting that and good for like people i'm sure have imparted that in his mind right of like hey this is this is the path you know like do do this in in tandem with carl uh this will be best for the team this will be best for you individually this will be best for you know your money and your mm -hmm. growth as a uh as a as a star and, player and maybe and maybe dean this is maybe where the pushing of the chips into the center of the table with the Gobert trade has yeah. maybe benefited a little bit because now you are winning and you see that you see the effects that you can, you can have when the two of you kind of play like this and, sure. and, you know, put your, as Ant said, kind of put your pride aside in some ways. Um, and you're 19 and five. Mm -hmm. um, whereas if this team wasn't as built maybe to compete right now, is it a different dynamic between Ant and Cat? And is it more trying to take the reins mm -hmm. um, of a team that's maybe a borderline playoff team or you know a, a play-in team or, or something like that? Yeah, I, want, I wonder how the dynamic might be different this year if, if, if the team wasn't as successful and they weren't seeing the success yeah. that, that having this philosophy could have. It, it, was, it was good for you to bring up the money thing right off the top, mm -hmm. too. And it's a... I mean, that was such a big factor in, in the Jimmy thing is Wig and Cap both got their their contract extensions. And it was – Jimmy was at a different place in his career where he was in the, like, you could renegotiate and extend uh, mm -hmm. his contract to get as much money as those guys were doing. But to have done that, you would have needed to create cap space. And it was it was this whole, like – I would say, like, the, the CBA – kind of screwed up the Jimmy thing as much as anything because I don't think Jimmy properly understood what would needed to have happened sacrificially elsewhere on the roster mm -hmm. so as to have to have paid him I just remember that you know obviously we were talking about writing about that uh, a ton at the time and that is mm -hmm. a distinction to be made from this situation because like Cat and Ant already got their money Ant can get a little bit more if he gets all NBA but it's almost perfect if we put the salary cap aside and the mm -hmm. future of the second apron and all this, even if Ant gets that money, he still will be making less every single year than Carl Anthony Towns is because Cat is on the Supermax. Right. So so even if it all like Cat can be one A, but he's gonna be like, My paycheck prints My out paycheck first. Still oh, right? like, <laughs> that's a that's a that, that that's mm -hmm. an important factor in, and and in, remind uh, me at that point in Jimmy's career, because you know, he was in Chicago and kind of late first round draft pick. Yeah. I don't know that had Jimmy really been paid. No, I think he got like, like a jaded extension. Okay. Like maybe like that's man, right. Yeah, he did. He had like he it had wasn't like a max. A, it it wasn't was a, a decent max. size extension, but it was not a max deal. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so you have I mean, you have two guys here who mm -hmm. have Carl is now on his second. Will be will be on his yeah. second max contract. and will be entering his first. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, they've been paid. So any, yeah, any like, that, I've gotten every dollar, and, 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 possibly and, and, and the yeah. team is literally giving them every dollar that they possibly can. Mm -hmm. So there's no like, you know, yeah. there's mm -hmm. no hierarchy there. And that, that's it's like, look, we are paying you both 
the maximum amount of dollars we can pay you. So don't worry about it. You know, for sure, man. It's yeah. like in yeah. other <laughs> workplaces, it's why like salaries aren't shared. You know, right, like because right. that creates problems. <laughs> it's like that is a that 100%. is a proven out thing, and obviously these things become public uh, in the NBA and. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, it, it, it's working out. And, 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 and you know, and, and just from that perspective, we've heard, and Nas kind of reemphasized this after the Dallas win, we've heard Nas kind of talk about, like, one of the reasons for the team's maturity and success this year yeah. is guys aren't worried about their money this mm -hmm. year. And That's Nas it. is such a good, because yeah. he was one of those characters. He was one of those players. Not yeah. to a negative extent, but he was mm -hmm. naturally worried about his his money. It's a good it's a good place yeah. for that to come. And so when that's taken care of, you can then, you know, and it's just the reality of life in the NBA. Okay, I've gotten paid. Now I can really put the team first, or mm -hmm. I can maybe make that extra sacrifice for the team mm -hmm. or not have to worry as much about getting my numbers because, okay, I've been paid now. Um, and he made a point that some of the guys, you know, who maybe do have contracts up after this year, like a Mike Conley or Kyle Anderson, those are the type of players that right. are realize that like with success comes a good payday at that you age. Know, no yeah, matter, man. Right. No matter yeah. what your role is on a, on a winning team, you're going to get paid. Like I've heard, you know, I've heard, uh, you know, somebody, you know, in the locker room once kind of tell some of the young guys, like, look at what just happened to Bruce Brown, you know, like, like Bruce Brown was a, was a role player, bench player on a championship team. Yep. And then look what happened this summer, yeah. <laughs> you know, like know, yeah. one, one of the players definitely brought that to the attention of the young guys in the room hmm. and was like, look what can happen if you're Bruce Brown in that yeah. scenario, you know, for sure. It's a really good anecdote. Today's show is brought to you by Doer Jeans, D-U-E-R, and I'm excited to tell you about Doer Jeans because it's the type of clothing that I wear, professional and polished, but comfortable. I'm excited to wear my Doer Performance Denim Jeans to the next Wolves home game, and I really think you're going to want your own pair of Doer Jeans because I just promise you they become that pair of pants that when you open the drawer, you choose them over and over again because you love the way they feel. Doer Jeans are durable and flexible without sacrificing comfort or style. Plus, they're antibacterial, which equals less washing. They have temperature-regulating fabrics for all-day and all-weather comfort. And the all-weather performance denim is wind and water repellent, while the fireside denim is fleece-lined and great for staying warm. Dewar clothes are sustainably crafted to last a long time, so I know they'll be a staple in my closet for years to come. Dewar jeans are one of a kind. They'll make a great holiday gift for you and for those on your holiday list. You can check out Doer's flagship stores in LA or Denver or online at shopdoer.com slash Dane Moore. Right now, my listeners can get 15% off site-wide when you use my special URL, shopdoer.com slash Dane Moore. You will want to take advantage of this because Doer never goes on sale. Don't wait to get 15% off. Go now to shopdoer.com slash Dane Moore. Today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app, and Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I went to a concert last week, and the whole process of knowing where to go to get the tickets, it was stressful because the last time I went to a concert, it was a mess trying to get the tickets from the third-party website onto my phone. But with the Game Time app, I felt confident even last minute that I purchased my tickets at a fair rate, and that's because of their best price guarantee. And then with the app, it was easy to just use my phone and get into the concert I paid for, no confusion. So if you're looking for tickets 
to a Lynx game, a Twins game, or a concert this summer, check out the Game Time app. You'll get images of your seats when you buy, so you know what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone, so no need to dig through your emails and click on a link here or there. You can just snag tickets without stress with the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code DaneMore for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again. Create an account and use the code DaneMore, all one word, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Today's show is brought to you by HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And HelloFresh is the meal kit I actually use to get fresh, pre-portioned ingredients sent right to my door. Obviously, the holiday season is hectic. Just more things that you have to do, places you need to be and thus less time you have to go pick out groceries at the grocery store to make a home-cooked meal. Have you been to the grocery store this month? It is a nightmare in there. But here's the thing. I know for me, life isn't going to just slow back down once the holidays have passed. So I'm going to keep using HelloFresh once the holidays are done because it helps the structure of my day, the structure of my week. I like that I don't buy takeout as often when we're making HelloFresh And because of that, I'm saving money too. If you get HelloFresh this month, you can actually save money with fresh recipes delivered rather than takeout coming to your door. And you're going to get the right amount of food that fits you with pre-portioned meals so you're not throwing away loads of excess takeout that has been sitting in your fridge for a week. Go to HelloFresh.com slash free and use code free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash free with code DaneMoreFree. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. 
trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Chris, let's move over to talking about, quickly, uh, just two other things that I've been noticing um, in in the last uh, few games that are not cat and ant specific, mm-hmm. um, and they're gonna be about Kyle and and Rudy or that that I want to hit on at least. Um, I, I asked both Finch and Kyle after the game about Kyle's clearly playing like point guard, point guard more often, like bringing the ball up the floor. Um, you know, Kyle's always referred to himself as a point guard, but. He's more with the Wolves been a point guard, and he's someone we'd like to get the ball to. Now he's he's bringing it up and getting him into action more and more often. And I'm thinking about this through the lens of, you know, Kyle's struggled to shoot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is a, a smart way in which to kind of take that uh, weakness out of the equation. You see, like, Aaron Gordon, that happens in Denver a lot. If he's... You know, if they're not confident in his shot or the a team's defend the Wolves, right? If the, they're defending him in a way that almost dares him to shoot threes, they'll have Aaron Gordon run the point and get them into their action because you have to respect the ball. You don't always have to respect the open three-point shooter if they're not making shots. And um, I didn't, you know, and I, I wasn't necessarily expecting it from either of them to point to, like, yeah, we're, get, we're putting the ball in Kyle's hands a little bit more at the point because the shot. Uh, isn't there. So I can't say that either Finch or Kyle acknowledge that as the reason that they're doing it more often, but I'm, I'm watching the game and I'm like, man, Kyle's bringing the ball up when Mike Conley's on the floor often. (laughs) And so I think there is, or I'm seeing a tactical advantage to that in some ways of if, if Kyle Anderson is the point guard, then there is not going to be as many of those record scratch kind of like catches on the perimeter where he's, forced to take a shot that he's not making right now or pass up a shot that he should be taking. And um, just for the last couple of games, that's been profitable. Kyle had 10 assists uh, in, in that last game. I also think it's noteworthy that it didn't come at the cost of Mike Conley playmaking too. Conley had uh, nine assists in, Mm -hmm. in that game as well. But I would just say to, you know, people watching, you know, tonight or against Philadelphia, or just to think about, you know, if Kyle Anderson is, becoming a spacing problem for this team. This is one of the answers that they have is, all right, go be the six, nine uh, point guard for this team. And um, I, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's wise by Finch to do and, and smart of Kyle to embrace. But smart gives, it gives Mike a little bit of a, of a break in, in a way too. Yeah. Um, obviously this team needs Mike Conley to be the organizer, to mm-hmm. be the the guy that, that initiates most of the time. But Mike Conley's also, you know, a, 40-ish percent three-point shooter as well. And to, and to have him be the guy for a few possessions spacing the floor as opposed to Kyle um, on these possessions is something that you should probably be doing for a little while each each night and mm-hmm. maybe looking to get Mike the ball on the on the swing arounds when the defense is shifting. So I think it makes I think it makes sense. Um you're more you you're more plugged into that area than I am. I hadn't really noticed that too much, but hearing you talk well, look, look for it look for it tonight in the game. I'll look, look for it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think especially uh, when Conley's on the floor with him. I'll be that that's that's why that that was really the thing yeah, that started yeah, sticking out to me. Because we, yeah, yeah. we we obviously we've seen Kyle bring the ball up the floor 
last year too, you right, know? Right. Um, but I was like, huh, you know, it was, it was at our seats. Mike Conley kept running mm-hmm. to the left corner, which is right in front of us mm-hmm. um, at target center. And I'm like, this is interesting. <laughs> like he's the point guard. Right. Uh, yeah. But it was like, it was over and over again. And I, I wish I could remember. I don't think Rudy was on the floor there. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's whenever Rudy, almost whenever Rudy is on the floor, you want to have Mike be that point guard. So you have that pick and roll threat. Yeah. Um, but maybe I, I'll go back and look. Well, I mean, maybe, just yeah. just think about it from a spacing perspective. If you have Kyle and Rudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have good chemistry together, but I mean, that's too. If teams are going to start playing off of Kyle because he's not going to shoot it or won't shoot mm-hmm. effectively, that's going to muck up the spacing for for sure. Um, yeah. Based on how defenses are going to play those two guys mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, and I I just don't really see that much downside to it yet like we haven't seen right. Kyle been getting like picked in the backcourt a lot when he's bringing it up and mm-hmm. I, I guess I or maybe I haven't thought about it enough to to think of what the opportunity cost is there but um yeah I, I think we know what the cost was of Kyle not making threes and stop taking threes that had become mm-hmm. a thing right over the past few weeks um but you know maybe this is at least a half measure uh, of an answer there mm-hmm. uh, related to Rudy and this will be the last thing um it's been, I mean, I, I don't know who's been the most valuable, impactful, whatever player, but Rudy certainly has a, a case for that on, on this team this season. But the last three, four games have not been as Rudy dominant of games. Uh, foul trouble has been a factor in those two. But if these have been Rudy's quote unquote worst games of the season or worst stretch of the season, what what do you think is going into that, or are we just putting like ninety well, percent of it on foul trouble? I think I think a lot of it is the foul trouble. A mm-hmm. B, look, Ant is back, so so the offensive mm-hmm. the offensive output for Rudy is naturally going to go down. Yeah. I mean, you know, Rudy's it, it's no coincidence. I, I think I said at the time that Rudy's best offensive nights of the year were coming because Ant was out more more opportunity a has you know more usage has opened up when ant isn't in the in the lineup a and you know if you throw kyle anderson out there or or nikhil um kind of in the in that spot those are those are players who have good chemistry with rudy who you know maybe better chemistry than than ant currently has it's getting better with ant but Mm -hmm. you know other lineups and combos maybe know how to utilize Rudy better, like that Charlotte game being the the sure. typical example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just natural that that you know that's happening that that ant is also back in the in the lineup as well. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be too yeah. worried about that. Well and I also thought the the third quarter when the game turned uh against the Pacers, mm-hmm. you know, there's like a one point, two point game or whatever at halftime. And that's what Rudy was, you know, back in the game. Um after foul trouble in the first half. Uh, and it's when you started seeing that impact again defensively. Mm-hmm. And once that Rudy defensive impact happens, it activates the defense, the other four players in the defense, which I think activates kind of like the pace and the energy of the group, which activates the offense. So there's not a lot of stats I think you could look at from Rudy in that third quarter in particular mm-hmm. that'd be like, yep, that's you know, the reason because they were all benefiting from the plus minus of that. All five players are on the floor, but that's the thing, right? And Rudy at the rim activates the defense, but activates the offense. And uh, to that end, I, I don't mark the Pacers game as like a bad 
Rudy game uh, by by any means. And just mostly noting that I don't know. I've done five, six, seven podcasts this year. Like, is this the best Rudy of all time? You know, like, and 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 you're like, okay, well, this is a little right. bit different. This has been a little bit different, and it's more subdued, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you know, we and after some of those wins earlier in the season, like you know, you you had like the like the Chet Holmgren sequence in the OKC game where yeah. you know people are clipping it and being like, look at Rudy Gobert on this on this possession. We haven't had as many of those moments, yeah. you know, that, that, that go viral. So it makes it seem like he's, but the values you know, and the really, subtleties, right? Like that's always been the you know, case for Rudy. That's, that's yeah. what, what he's always said. That's what teams have always said. Front offices have always said, and where the disconnect is between yeah, what basketball people think of Rudy Gobert and like what the Twitter sure. casuals think of Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always been the dividing, the dividing line. Um, right. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see tonight. I'm excited for for this matchup. Uh, Bam, and, Bam and, tonight and, and for Philly. Yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's a good little, good little test. Uh, you know, uh, we'll see if they can uh, survive this without losing consecutive games. Yes, that's... probably. There's probably their toughest two stre- two game stretch mm-hmm. on the road. Uh, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough little trip. Tough right. little trip. Yeah. No, we're we're still in the midst of the 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 hardest run mm-hmm. of uh of the season for this team so uh yeah you know we'll we'll see miami will be a good test tonight like mm-hmm. we said um they're they're back at pretty much full strength i think everybody except for kyle lowry um is is playing for them chris will be there uh at at the arena so um you know followed him on twitter for for in-game or in you know pre-game tweets and, and that sort of thing and then uh the game story as well uh, at the star tribune star tribune.com chris thank you for Hanging out in a very fluorescently lighted media. <laughs> my room my, this my girl, my girl Mariah would absolutely detest this lighting. <laughs> but this this lighting is like a nightmare to her. Um, <sighs> it, 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 go on, go on, you know, Twitter or whatever, and just just kind of search Mariah Carey talking about lighting. She has to be like this is Ameri- a big- <laughs> America's foremost expert on on how to properly light photos and videos. Yeah. And, okay, and this. Is not it if she goes to hell when she dies? This This is is what it's going to look like for her a hundred percent. That's good. All right, and um, he's Christopher Hine. Uh, follow him uh, there, and I will be back uh, after the Miami game to uh, talk with Jace uh, about what happens there. Uh, until then, he's Chris. I'm Dane. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stops, yeah Green it all so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah Hope you dancing like nobody else around, yeah Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.